Do you have an entrepreneurial spirit? Are you constantly thinking about how to create value and build new businesses? Are you trying to find innovative ways of doing business to replace old, outdated ones? If so, then this is the show for you. Hosted by me, Jimmy Gonzalez, and Devon Watts, two business startup coaches on with the knowledge that financial independence equals social independence. And our mission is to help you not just start a business, but scale it and keep it by providing the X's and O's of business creation and expansion. So join us as we share our experiences, tell stories of entrepreneurial success and failures, and break down lessons learned from sports entertainment. But don't worry, this is not a sports podcast. This is an uncompromising entrepreneur podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 82 of the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, this is a podcast where we help break down the X's and O's of business development so you can pursue purpose, create profits, and build a legacy. I am your co-host, Jimmy Gonzalez Jr., also known as Coach Jimmy G. And as always, I am here with Devon Anthony Watts Jr., What's up, good people? Mr. Immaculate. Got so yes. many names. In the Web3 world. Man, you got to keep them on their toes, you know what I mean? Either that or um, I'm a, um, a a Leo posing as a Gemini and I just want to have like multiple personalities or something like that. That so. sounds more like <laughs> I'm, I'm channeling my Kanye. Nah, man. I'm not, uh, I'm not uh, Devon anymore. I'm day now. I'm day now. Like what? <laughs> I'm Vaughn now. So funny, good funny, man. Funny. Um, so, how's the week going so far? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Busy, busy week. You know, we got a chance to chop it up just a little bit pre-pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will let some, we'll let our folks in on some of behind the scenes things that we're talking about. But yeah, man, just a blessed week, um, busy week. Got a lot of moving pieces. Um, you know, things happening. <clears throat> On all fronts, you know, things happening on the family front, things happening on the, the life professionalism front, things happening on the business building front, just all of these things uh, converging. Um, it's always good energy to be around, man, that creative energy that, um, you know, that new chapter, like you feel like the page is getting ready to turn, uh, you know, type energy that's, uh, you know, ex- exciting and infectious and all that good mm. stuff, man. So. Uh, yeah, man, I'm 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 good spirits. What about you, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, as we discussed last week, uh, my shoulder is not doing well, but besides that, everything else is is just lovely, man. Um, no complaints, man. God is good. Um, you know, we're coming up on uh, Easter weekend, and um, yeah, just a lot of things to to be grateful for. Um, a lot of blessings in life, so. Just taking it one day at a time, man. Trying to you know continue to be a good steward of the things that uh, I am entrusted with, and um, mm-hmm. part of that is this wonderful podcast community, our uncompromising family out there. Uh, it is definitely uh, a huge, a huge um, just point for us to again to be a good steward of you guys out there and 
uh, helping you along your journey. So again, we hope that this is a benefit to you. If you are a new listener or if you're a loyal listener that has been rocking with us for some time, again, thank you uh, for choosing to hit the button, hit play. If you haven't done so already, we definitely would ask for you to subscribe to the podcast itself. If you're watching this on the YouTube channel, subscribe to the channel. And then, of course, give this episode a like. Uh, but more importantly, like leave a comment. We'd love to to hear your comments. Um, we're going to be talking today and following up, kind of continuing on our, our NFT series and Web3 space series. Uh, but we definitely got uh, a couple of comments for some of the folks out there. Um, one just on the, the first NFT episode that we did, uh, which was episode 80. Uh, that was really more kind of an NFT 101 Definitely, you know, the uh, listener was just providing some love and letting us know there was some interesting content. Uh, and then one of our loyal fans, Big Jim, shout out to Big Jim, uh, appreciating the breakdown from last week's episode and how we, uh, you know, just really spoke about what we learned, what we thought was very interesting about Shaquille O'Neal and his uh, just this empire that he has amassed. But, you know, how that all really started, even from when he was. Uh, still a college player uh, and all of the people he learned from all the people that he chose not to learn from um, a lot of lessons there so a lot of gems if you haven't listened to that definitely go back listen to episode 81 Shackton an entrepreneur is the, the name of that episode um, <laughs> uh, I wish uh, I had the opportunity to just like uh, get visibility to like when you find out what I decided to name the episode. <laughs> so we give it a little behind the scenes, but basically like we record, um, I handle the audio component, Jimmy, as you guys, uh, may or may not know, handles all of the video components, um, that you see for the podcast. And because I'm doing the audio and then responsible for uploading and making sure that it gets pushed to all of the DSPs, I also get the liberty, uh, to, um, come up with the podcast cover and the podcast title. Um, and usually that happens at some like really, really late hours. And I'm not going to bother Jimmy, you know, while he's getting his rest and stuff like that. Um, so I just do it. And then I know the next day when it drops, like he finds out with the rest of the world, what is the, the name of the content that we just created. And I just, sometimes I want to just get visibility to like that moment for you. Like when you go and you're like, Shaq, Shaqton an entrepreneur. What the? <laughs> So now that you say that, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna video record myself tomorrow morning, and I will post it uh, for our listeners out there. Probably I'll probably definitely post it to Instagram, but I, I will videotape myself. Um, I don't know if it's gonna be as funny as Shackton an entrepreneur, but we'll see. Um, yeah. So two things: one, I'm not as creative as you when it comes to that stuff. Obviously, we've talked many times about your pen and just your ability to write uh, and the creativity that that you. Um, exemplify with how you come up with the names and also the the cover art itself so that's number one number two you know your boy be sleep like it's already about past my bedtime right now so tell me you don't want to bother me like you know my phone is on airplane mode like you're not going to get in contact with me so you handle it you do what you got to do and i just wait when i wake up should i have posted around six oh i hasn't posted yet. oh eight o'clock boom there it is ah okay that's that's what we're calling it <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i can see that i can see how you got there and, and i do want to let our listeners know like um like most creatives i do spend a considerable amount of time like thinking about 
what the title of the episode is going to be. Like I go back, I listen to what we talked about. I'll think about lines. I'll think about, okay, well, you know, well, what is the overarching theme? You know, what can I do from a, a, a cover perspective and naming convention? How can I play on something that's already associated with like the topic? And so like I expend energy, like actually thinking about these things. It's not just done flippantly. Uh, so, uh, we yeah, I, I, de- I, de- I definitely want to see <laughs> your reaction. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll make that like a regular, uh, you know, real thing or something like that. You know, we film Jimmy's reaction. We finds out what is the name of the podcast. That That's actually created. not a bad idea. That is not a, <laughs> look, look at that. They're, they're witnessing the creative process at work. <laughs> that is what creators do. Um, so there you have it. Uncompromising family. Little peek behind the curtain, be on the lookout. So that's a, I guess, a perfect opportunity as well. If you are not following us on social media, uh, go ahead and do so. Uh, you can definitely find us on Instagram, uh, Uncompromising Entrepreneurs. Uh, you can find us on Twitter as well, uh-huh. UE at UE Coaches Pod. Uh, of course, you can find us on. Uh, Facebook as well, Uncompromising Entrepreneur. Uh, so many, many different ways that you can follow along. Uh, of course, the YouTube channel, uh, you know, all of those, the Uncompromising Entrepreneur podcast. Uh, the only handles that are different are really our Twitter handle. Um, and actually, I think the Instagram handle. Yeah, that's true. Um, Uncompromising Entrepreneurs is the, is the Instagram handle. Uh, but yeah, follow us there. Uh, again, that's another opportunity for you to not just like the content, but, you know, leave, leave us some feedback, leave comments uh, and such uh, as as you continue to, to follow along, but be a part, a true part of this uncompromising family. Uh, we have so much more for you our, with our community that we're working on. Um, a couple of courses that we, we've brought out in the past that we're, we're revamping for 2022 and some new courses that we can continue, excuse me, to build out. Uh, our uncompromising learning academy. So you know, be on the lookout for that. Um, I do want to give another shout out to uh, my mom's Linda Gonzalez. We spoke about it a couple of episodes ago. Uh, the book that has been launched has been doing excellent. Uh, if an acorn could talk. So thank you again to those folks that have just shown love and support. Uh, we will put the link again in the show notes. Uh, but man, I've just had so many people that have sent text, uh, sent messages. Again, our uncompromising family out there that has reached out to us in different uh, vehicles to say, hey, like, you know, we, we've purchased um, and, and are showing love. So thank you again for all of those folks out there that have purchased. If you haven't done so, what are you waiting for? Uh, go ahead, support the family. Yeah, um, buy the book for one of your loved ones. I'm sure, again, you will not be disappointed. Uh, so shout out, Lena Gonzalez, doing her thing. Amazon number one bestseller, um, doing a book mm-hmm. event in New Jersey really, really soon. So um, you never know. Maybe she'll be at a city near you one day. We'll get you some signed copies too. Fire. I yeah. like it. I like it. I like it. Um, so those are all the ways that you can definitely continue to, to rock with us on different platforms. But forget all that. We're about to jump into this content. Uh, we're really excited about what we have in store today. I mentioned uh, episode 80. That was really kind of our NFT 101 uh, the first episode that we've done about Web3 uh, and really kind of taking that deep dive. So we talked about non-fungible tokens, what that means, uh, the unique digital certificate, non-fungible versus fungible, 
Uh, we jumped a little bit into smart contracts as well. Today, we're going to be discussing the benefits of NFTs, the benefits of NFTs. So as you really start jumping into this world of NFTs, it's essential that you understand the benefits that they provide. Uh, these are not just, they're not JPEGs. Uh, they're not just profile pics. Uh, there's so many more use cases. Uh, and the cool thing about it is that because this, this space is so new, again, with creativity, man, there's just so many different things that you can do with an NFT itself. But hopefully as we go through this, it'll provide you with some knowledge, some inspiration and motivated really to continue to do your own research. <laughs> exactly. Do your own research. Do your own, do research. Your own research. Inside joke, but serious talk for you guys to, to do some research to really continue to learn more. Uh, we always uh, suggest and advise uh, in anything, but especially in this space, man, do your 20, 30, 40 hours of, of research and studying. You know, there is obviously podcasts, so this is part of that. You can count this in your time. Uh, there's YouTube channels. Uh, there's books. There's a number of books that, that uh, Devon purchased, and I saw he was reading, and I purchased it too. Uh, but there's just so many different avenues that you can go down to, to gain information uh, about this. You can join communities, which is things that we've been talking about over the last three or four episodes. Uh, but do your research learn and continue to rock with us because uh, if you don't have time but you know that you listen to the podcast we're going to continue to break it down uh, and and give you different use cases for nfts in general um so yeah i'm ready to go you ready to go i'm ready to get to it bro all right so the first thing that we wanted to to really jump into is the fact that nfts they really operate in a decentralized market right and that's really one of the big things in web three and, and blockchain technology is centralized versus decentralized. Um, so thinking about creating and selling your own NFTs, right? Meaning that there's, there's really no middleman that's required. Uh, if you think about the art world, things have changed. I was say in 2022, but historically, you know, when you think about, especially high, high fashion, high art, um, Creators need to secure the services of galleries or agents to really showcase their work. Well, in this world of Web3, that's just not the case when it comes to NFTs. Like when you create an NFT on a marketplace, you'll be able to really interact directly with the potential buyers. And for the investor and a potential buyer, you actually have an opportunity to interact with the creator themselves. Uh, which is really, really cool. And again, I know you have some examples that we were talking about, about an artist that we know uh, that is part of uh, the community that we rock with, but we've been learning more about this individual uh, and just a really cool person overall. Uh, so it's cool to see them and their different interests, but also them as an artist. Um, so if people are interested in your NFTs, if you are an artist, uh, you'll be able to directly answer any questions that they may have and really just kind of share your life, right? In marketing period, People love stories and people love to hear uh -huh. about your story and what's going on. Like you're a real person, which is why we talk about, yeah, my bum shoulder and our families and different things going on in our life. One, because this is an opportunity for us to talk about it with each other. But we also want to share with you. Uh, we hope that it's interesting. But we again, we really want you also to know that we're not just coaches. We're just not podcast hosts. Of course, we're real life people with real things going on uh, that in some kind of form or fashion, we want you to be a part of as well. And again, in this NFT space, especially within these different communities, it really gives you an opportunity to do so. Um, so again, if you're the buyer, 
uh, investor, uh, you know, you're looking to purchase these NFTs and you can do this easily having these these relationships, asking questions. Maybe you're not always talking directly to the artist, but there's probably a team that you can be asking questions to and, and communicating with them. But it easily allows these type of interactions to take place in this secure but decentralized network. Yeah, so uh, it's really twofold, right? Um, the first thing you touched on is the absence of a middleman. And you know, when I think about like um, a great example of this, you know, we talked about art, but also like let's talk a little bit about the music space as the music space has really started to evolve. When you think about um, NFT and the use of NFT technology, any artist that has the aspiration to monetize the music that they create, ninety nine percent of them are going to have to leverage some type of digital streaming platform in order to connect to the market. Like you have to get to, you know, um, Spotify, Spotify, um, iTunes, SoundCloud on a lower scale, right? Unless you decide to do direct to consumer through, you know, maybe your own personal website, but then you're still making a substantial investment when it comes to SEO, right? Because now you have to, you've built the market, but now you have to drive the demand. Yeah. The beauty in the decentralized marketplace that NFTs, uh, you know, allow you to participate in is I can create the NF, I can create an NFT with my original content, my original music and immediately have access to this network of folks, of potential buyers in this decentralized marketplace. And I can show up in multiple marketplaces and I don't have to pay to play. Right. We've talked a little bit uh, before about some of my music experience as a writer, as a producer, um, as a performer. And knowing that the name of the game, especially in the Web2 space, and you're talking about like Spotify and stuff like that, is like getting playlist placements. And to get a playlist placement, you either have to have some type of backing, you know, um, uh, from a major label or you're paying to have access to the playlist. Right. You're paying to be able to appear on the playlist with these other folks. Right. So you're having to make an investment of one hundred, you know, two hundred dollars to be on this playlist for X period of time. And you're one of many um, on that playlist. And that's one of the ways in which you drive you know, your streams and your exposure. Right. You're hoping that, you know, folks that, you know, um, frequent, uh, you know, playlists like uh, Rap Radar or whatever the case may be that you show up on there. And they they happen to hear and they say, oh, I like that. And then, oh, yeah, I'm going to follow this person now. And now I'm going to stream their music more. And when you do all of that, all of that investment, all of that mm -hmm. sweat equity, all of that pain to play to get on these playlists so that you have access to the the potential, um, you know, um, you know, buyers and marketplace. You do all of that to get pennies on the dollar of what you create. Fractions of a penny, a stream, fractions of a penny, not even a full penny fractions of a penny, right? Where um, the decentralized marketplace allows you to do is I can take that one NFT that has my original content and I can put it in multiple decentralized marketplaces at the exact same time, right? I can put it up on OpenSea. I can put it up on Looks Rare. I can put it up on, um, you know, uh, Rarible. I can put it up on a multitude of decentralized marketplaces 
And because these marketplaces are essentially the hub for all NFT transactions, I'm also going to be where all of the potential buyers are. Yeah. Right. I'm going to be where all the potential, the potential buyers are. Um, and so <clears throat> that's first and foremost in terms of like not having that middleman that you have to pay to play for a lack of a better term in order to connect with uh, potential buyers in, in the community. The second part about this, and you mentioned is like the ability to connect directly with the artist as a potential buyer. Um, and that's probably been one of the most value added things we've been able to see is um, firsthand um, is to see these creators go out into the space and then start to build a community around their art, around what they create, around their talent and how organically that has grown and it's given them an opportunity to build what we've always talked about with our entrepreneurs, which is that that core fanatical tribe. Right. We've talked about that, about how do you find your tribe? How do you serve their needs? How do you connect and invest with them? And if you do that, you don't need to try and figure out how do I market to a million, two million, three million people. You just need that core tribe. Mm -hmm. Right. That if you're pouring into and connecting with and building with. Right. That you'll be able to monetize for life and there'll be folks that are on board for what you create and what you stand for. Um, and so the one artist that comes to mind is uh, Naomi. She's the founder of a project called Afro Chicks. Um, and her story is just compelling. Um, you know, for those who may not be familiar, um, you know, we came across her in the community that we're currently involved in and um, consulting for. Um, and we're also investors in. Um, which is o Onaji, the Onaji Collective, um, which is an NFT project that like focuses on um, onboarding, you know, folks into the Web3 space and championing like diversity, equity and inclusion. Um, it's a really, really good entry level mm -hmm. project to dip your toe in and kind of start learning the ropes of Web3, NFT, crypto, because it's all built around education and support and uh, access, access, right? Well, we ran into her there um, and she learned from that project, like glean information and feedback from the community in preparation for launching her project. Now, Naomi has a compelling personal story. Um, she is a world-class, um, you know, uh, triple jump uh, athlete. She's actually a uh, national champion for... Um, the United Kingdom, mm. um, you know, um, she is the, I believe she's the country, the record holder, the national record holder in the triple jump for them, actually. Um, and she's also an artist, right? So she lost yeah. really dope artist, right? So she lost her sponsor. She lost her sponsors, um, which anybody that's familiar with athletes, like that's a large way that you finance your um, your athletic career, especially in like, you know, the non-major sports, like we're talking about track and field, like you eat off of your sponsorship money, your sponsorship money, that, that, that money is what allows you to maintain your lifestyle. It's also what allows you to invest in the training that you need to, and to compete in the events that you need to, like all of those things. Right. Um, and so she lost her sponsors. And so instead of seeking new sponsors, she said, well, why don't I sponsor myself? through my art and my brand. And so she started to create what is known in the, the NFT space as a one-of-one collection, where instead of doing like these large 
um, computer generated art projects where you have to create a bunch of different traits and then it's randomized and it puts together the image and the token and that's what people get. This is actually a one-on-one -on -one collection where she is making each individual piece of art by her own hand and then dropping a collection of, you know, anywhere from four to six of those regularly. So she said, hey, I'm going to do regular drops on, you know, Thursday and on Sundays. Right. And she began to do that and just con consistently putting it out there, advertising, hey, I just created six more. They're available. Oh, they're, you know, this person, so, you know, is sold out. This person bought, this person bought, shouting them out, building those connections, building those relationships with each person that decided to invest. The cool thing about her project is that she uses the proceeds from the project to fund her training and her activities. And she also uses a portion of it, about 15% or so, to fund sponsoring another athlete that does not have a sponsor, right? Mm -hmm. So now you have not just an artist that has compelling art, but also a compelling personality, a compelling story that you want to connect with that you're invested in. And Jimmy talked about this so, you know, being so important that stories are important in marketing, right? And this, this decentralized marketplace in this Web3 space allows you to hear somebody's story and then to play a role in that story, right? So now it's not just, you know, let me um, read, you know, the chapters that preceded me being uh, exposed to you. Mm -hmm. But now I also have a hand in helping to write the future chapters, right? And What's been cool to see is, you know, what started off as these one on one collections. And then she, you know, did uh, live draw sessions where, you know, she's drawing live stream on Twitch, connecting with the community, taking like feedback in real time, having conversations, talking about what's going on. Um, Jimmy and myself actually attended a couple of them. We, we actually, uh, dropped a nugget around at, like ways that she could elevate the art and say, yeah. Hey, why don't you, um, you said your, your husband creates music. Well, why don't you combine your, his music? and your art and do an animated version of this one of one collection that would be really, really um, dope and unique. And um, she actually did that and did like a limited run of those things, which were really, really cool. Um, and then she built out this Discord community um, and Discord is really, really important in this space. Um, it's emerged in this space as an important tool for connecting and communicating with your community, right? And so she created this discord where now you have folks that are holders or supporters of her art now having a centralized place to convene and connect and to connect directly with the artists. Mm -hmm. And the way that that's been cool to see evolve is she recently had a competition here stateside. Um, so this is her first time coming to the United States. Uh, and so she was able to then blog, you know, blog, vlog, whatever you want to call it her experiences in the United States for the first time going to places like Waffle House, going to places funny. like the Dollar yeah, Tree. Dollar. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I was looking, I was like, bro, who told you to go check out the Dollar Tree? Oh, like, yeah. you got to go to the United States and check out the Dollar Tree. But like, she did, you know, like she did that, you know, um, she had tacos, you know, um, tacos for the first time, like all of these things. And the community, these folks that are supporting you are getting this unfettered access to you as a creative. Um, and what I think is powerful about that is even when you take it outside of the Web3 world and you think about um, in the NFT world, you just think about what people champion from their artists, 
and people just champion in general, successful companies, successful companies are largely built around or they embody the personality of the founder, of the creator. Think about the lore that, um, you know, is associated with Steve Jobs. Think about the lore that's associated with Elon Musk, right? Think about these type of individuals and you have folks that, you know, literally were saying, look, if Steve Jobs is involved, I don't care what he, what's he, what he's creating. I'm there, right? Like I'm, I'm behind it. I believe in him, right? I'm, I'm investing in the creative, the founder, the brain. And this is very much like that in the web three space where you can love the art, but then also when you get exposure to the, the founder, the personality, yeah. well, now it's, I'm on board for that person. I believe in that creative and whatever they're going to create, even outside of this, I'm on board for. Right. And so um, it was cool to see how all of that stuff has actually culminated in the most recent event where she was able to, while competing, where she placed second um, in this uh, competition in Bermuda, it was a a meet in Bermuda. Um, But while competing, she actually took one of the Afro chicks, that she created and sold and actually wore it on her uniform when she competed. So now you also have this additional value that's created for the the holder, the investor, because my unique um, non-fungible token that is written on the blockchain, this proof of uh, authenticity, right? This piece of art that belongs to me now also has transcended the web three space and has now entered in you know into the real the real world right for lack of a better term and now has this additional intrinsic value because mm-hmm. she wore it while she was doing this competition and she hit this milestone and she you know had this type of jump and it's um now captured on um, you know, pictures and images and magazines. And she shouted out the fact that, Hey, I wore this Afro chick owned by this person. And so now there's an additional value that's created. There's an additional story behind that token, which adds to the value. Correct, bro. Correct. So, so dope. Yeah. I just want to shout out real quick that you can, you can find her, uh, on Twitter at Afro, A-F-R-O, chick, C-H-I-C-K-S, N as in Nancy, F-T, Afro, chick, chicks, N-F-T. And we'll make sure that if you're watching this on YouTube, that it's up there as well. Um, But definitely go check her out, Fire Art. And there was a thread in there where she's she's talking about these different spots that she went to in the United States, which again, is just super hilarious. Um, But it's a, it's, what I like you said is, is the additional value that having that type of interaction with the artist and the fact that she she made it more than just that piece of art. Again, there's an additional story behind that piece for that person. So that's I like that piece of the story as well because that really kind of gets into the next piece is just providing or proving, I should say, ownership and authenticity is super easy with these NFTs. Right. Mm-hmm. So somebody could have right clicked and, and download and say, well, I have that. No, they might have been able to print it up and put it on their shirt to them. Like, look at what I did with this with this NFT. But no, they may have the picture. But there's one individual who uh, she was speaking to, you know, in, in, in that example, in that story that actually owns that. And it's easy, again, to provide um, 
the the authenticity and the proof of ownership with these NFTs. And it's really due to the fact that they're associated with the blockchain and that blockchain technology. Um, all NFTs are unique on the blockchain network. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no getting around that. It's very easy. You can go to the person's wallet and we'll talk about wallets at, at another time. Uh, but you can easily verify who owns, owns that what? NFT. Yeah, who owns what? Uh, and it's very transparent. You can go and, and find, I know we're going to talk a little bit about Kyrie. You can find Kyrie Irving's wallet. You know, Gary V, if you know him as a business person in the marketing world, somewhat of a motivational speaker, has his own podcast. You can go to his wallet and see everything that he owns. Um, you can go to our wallets and see what we own. Um, mm-hmm. When we say that we're not just, you know, consultants with the Onaji Collective project and that we're in, and we were investors first, like you can actually go in and verify that and see how mm-hmm. many of those pieces we actually have and also see when we made those purchases and how long we've truly been rocking with that community. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are things that are, again, just really, really dope, but really valuable in this NFT space. And the last thing I want to mention, just to rewind a little bit for for an artist, because you were talking about the music industry and within the music industry, there's there's royalties, right? That's yeah, that's yeah. already in play. Uh, but as an artist, if I sell a piece of art, so if I make, you know, I draw this beautiful painting or paint this beautiful painting and I sell it to Devon and at some point somebody else says, oh, that's really fire, Devon. I, you know, I'll pay you X amount of dollars for it. Devon can sell that art that I created and he's going to make a profit off of that. But there's, I would get no royalties off of that. And it could it could be sold three, four, five more times after that. And I would never see another dime. With the NFTs and with the smart contracts that can be built into those, the artist, the creator, can ensure that they will be able to get royalties uh, down the line. So mm-hmm. did, um, I don't know if we talked about it on this podcast or maybe it was just a sidebar conversation that you know we've been having or we've had another i've had with other folks but like another great example of that is um basquiat everybody's very familiar with uh basquiat um you know um, world-renowned artist um studied under andy warhol black artist um you know um well known for his very unique um impressionist you know um styles realist style mm-hmm. right um what most people don't know is that uh basquiat's family does not have ownership over anything that he's created so you may notice like you see a, a bunch of basquiat branded merchandising and stuff like that, like appearing in places like Target and all this other stuff, his family doesn't get royalties off of that. His family doesn't make money off of that. Um, Web3 NFT technology specifically solves that for the creator. You don't have to go hunting for your rights, for your royalties. From the minute that you mint that item to the blockchain in perpetuity the royalties will be distributed where they need to be distributed to right so when and um we can you know again add this to the list of things that we can break down as we get into some of this nomenclature but when you essentially are creating the nft you are also creating the smart contract at the same time you are able to identify 
what should be the royalty in perpetuity. Anybody can do it. And I'm telling you guys, it sounds super complicated. It's not. It's a matter of a couple of clicks. I've done it right. We've done it um, where I can say, hey, this is the piece of art that I want to mint on the blockchain. And this is the creator royalty. If anybody ever buys this, you know, give me, you know, 10 percent. And that's tied to my wallet forever. And anybody and if they sell it in the future, it will always be 10 percent on every single transaction in perpetuity that will be distributed to my wallet. No matter if they sell it for ten dollars or they sell it for ten million dollars, it will always be 10 percent. Right. It can be 15 percent. It can be 50 percent. It can be five percent. It can be one percent. It can be whatever number you want it to be from zero to 100. Right. Um, and so you don't have to worry about running down. Do I am I getting my royalties? Am I getting what I'm owed? And do I get what I'm um, do I get what I deserve based off of my IP? It is done for you. It just automatically happens because of how the blockchain, how the blockchain technology and smart contract technology works. And there is yeah. no way for people to circumvent that. Right. Um, and then you also have this um, indelible proof of authenticity and ownership of where it was originated from and when it was written to the blockchain. So that even if somebody wanted to, um, you know, uh, take, you know, take the image, you know, again, like we say, right click save and then write it to the blockchain and now mint it and say, oh, nope, it was, you know, it was me. I'm the original creator. Uh uh-uh, No, Papa. Right. You can easily, easily um, have the, that removed from the marketplace because it's not a dispute of, well, when did you file the trademark? And it's as simple as, okay, let's go to, let's go to the, check the, the scan. Let's yeah. check the receipts. When was this one written to the blockchain? Oh, on this date. When was this one? Oh, on that. Nope. This can't exist on the on marketplace and it's taken down. Like, it's that simple, right? It's that simple. So, um, yeah, that, 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 um, that ownership and that royalty perspective is just so, um, valuable. And, um, when we talk to our creators, when we've been talking to you guys um, over these past couple of months, and we've talked about being a solopreneur, we've talked about monetizing your skill set, we've talked about creating community and creating your tribe. That's why we are so, um, you know, um, bullish, for lack of a better term, right? Bullish on the use of this technology because the applications the applications, the benefits for creators, for business owners, for all that stuff is just invaluable. And if you want to have a way to not just monetize your skill set today, but in perpetuity to be able to create or to be able to connect to your community in a meaningful way and to build out that tribe in a meaningful way to be able to help bring people into your story, which mm-hmm. is so valuable when you talk about becoming more than a brand and, you know, being, um, again, um, you know, um, you know, just being cognizant of the brand that you're establishing for yourself and, and what that looks like. Like this is the space to be able to do that and to do that effectively um, and to have some built in protections for you, um, as a creator, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, as you monetize your skill set. Yeah, hundred percent. So the, the other thing that we want to mention, and you were kind of touching upon this as well is, um, you can't, you can't change the NFT records, you know? So once, once the NFT is created immediately, it becomes immutable. So 
all of that data, especially when we talk about the smart contract pertaining to that NFT, it can't be changed. You can't uh, you can't remove it. You can't delete it uh, from the blockchain and that network. And after an NFT is created on a blockchain, then it will stay there for good. Um, so you can change the NFT records, and they're they're actually pretty simple to trade as well. Uh, I remember again when you were first really you know diving in, and you created some NFTs, uh, and you created the one that kind of looks like me with the New York Giants shirt and stuff like that. You know, you easily sent me that. Now there's gas fees and other stuff that's involved, but it, it was very much a simple process to be able to trade and send that that NFT from your possession over to mine. Uh, and again, you can go into my wallet and you can see that transaction. You can see when Devon sent me that NFT and the fact that I now own that NFT. Um, so really simple, again, to, to trade NFTs. Um, and, and you talked about just the copyright. Like There's just so many benefits uh, to NFTs as an artist. Now, as it continues to grow and we think about the the economic opportunity when it comes to NFTs, uh, the art is somewhat easy um, to kind of see and, and somewhat easy to wrap your brain around uh, or easier, I should say. But you talked about music. I think that that's coming. Um, you know, I think photography is next. Uh, of course, you know, there's things that, that we're not just hopeful for, but that we're working on. Again, when you think about audio and how that can play into the NFT space, um, both of us are also as as business owners, business people are very interested in real estate. There are some use cases that are starting to pop up when it comes to NFTs and how they can be used in the real estate market. Um, so again, you know, when you think about this, the, the economic opportunity, it really is endless uh, in in what you can do with NFTs on the blockchain. Yeah. So, like, you're right in the sense that it's easy to wrap your head around maybe the use cases for creatives because we're seeing that play out in real time right now. Yeah. Okay. And even there's folks out there that still struggle with the concept of you know, digital art, you know what I mean? Or, you know, like, okay, well, again, you're going to buy a JPEG and now what now? How, how is that worth millions now? <laughs> Which I don't want to get get down that rabbit hole, but I think that as we start to see the real world, for lack of a better term, the real world applications of how this technology can be um, unlocked and leveraged and is being unlocked and leveraged, I think that's when people are really going to understand how special this is, right? It's it's kind of uh, akin to, and you've called this out before, uh, again, when the the internet just emer- first emerged. The original use case was chat rooms. Yeah. And so people were thinking, oh, you're going to sit there and talk to strangers all day? That's ridiculous. Not understanding that the original use case was the use case that had the lowest barrier to entry for proof of concept. What the value behind the internet really was, was about the connectedness, creating a new place for commerce. And then what could that lead to? And now, you know, history tells us how that plays out. Right. And not a lot of us are using the internet these days for chat rooms by any stretch of the imagination. Right. The same is going to be true in when it comes to NFTs. Yes, there will still be use cases in a place for digital art 
um, authenticity when it comes to, again, um, music and things like that. But I think you're going to start seeing a, a, a wealth of real world, again, for lack of a better term, real world um, use cases that will make people say, oh, my God, this is brilliant technology. And I'll give you a couple of examples. Right. We talked a little bit about real estate. So uh, as it stands today, there have already been several NFT transactions or purchases of real estate that have been facilitated via NFT, right? Again, via non-fungible token. Keep in mind, this is not really a new concept in the sense that real estate is non-fungible. We've already broken that down to you when we broke down what does non-fungible mean Mm -hmm. in terms of things not having a one-for-one value, right? And that um, the value is really up to, at the end of the day, the marketplace to determine um, you know, um, the, you know, the, any type of monetary value that's associated with that asset, right? We've already went through, you know, people negotiating prices on houses and somebody being willing to spend one thing versus another and all that good stuff. Right. Um, so the concept of real estate being non-fungible is not new. The ability to purchase real estate and then to have the record of that interaction live indefinitely on the blockchain is new. And when you think about the benefits there, there's a whole host of them. If anybody's going through the process of actually purchasing a home, how much of your purchasing process is, or your money for purchase is tied up in administrative fees, mm-hmm. you know, closing, right. Um, you know, title company, um, you know, uh, the, you know, um, the doc, the doc stamp tax, right. Like, all of these fees that get passed on inevitably to the buyer that you have to fund just to facilitate the transaction. It's not even to buy the the property per se. The value of the property is one thing, but now I have to also bring additional monies to closing, right? So that I can pay the title people for writing the paperwork up and putting the signatures in the places and doing and then filing it with the proper authorities and all this other stuff, right? And then you leave those interactions with literally this encyclopedia, several encyclopedias worth of paperwork that essentially are the, you know, one of the only forms of proof Mm -hmm. that this contract has been executed and that you're responsible for this note. Right. Um, Blockchain, NFT technology, crypto wallets you know, have the opportunity to make that obsolete. Now, what if when I facilitate the purchase, I can facilitate the purchase by purchasing an NFT. So I'll give you the real world use case right now. You can purchase a home in uh, Tampa's Hyde Park community, which is actually a pretty, um, you know, um, affluent area uh, in Tampa. You can purchase the NFT, right? You can purchase an NFT auction for the NFT. And when you purchase the NFT, when you win the auction, that gives you ownership of the legal entity that owns the property. And that transaction is now written on the blockchain. So now you've cut out what? You've cut out title company. You've cut out um, closing costs, right? Um, you've cut out all of the administrative fees that are associated with purchasing this property. You have this impermeable record of transaction, of authenticity that this has gone down, that now Jimmy, Devon, you, the listener, now own the rights to this legal entity and all of its assets. And one of the assets for that legal entity is this physical property. Yes. 
is this physical property. And now that I own that asset, right? And that asset or, you know, I have ownership via the NFT, which is my proof of ownership of this legal entity. And that legal entity has this asset. Now it is also a decentralized finance tool that I can borrow against. I can, so think about if you've ever had to get equity out of your home, right? What is the process with that uh, typically? You have to go back to your mortgage company, right? They have to go through their underwriting process all over again. You're paying closing fees again, title fees again. Charge you, yep. Charge you again, yep. When y'all already know I'm good, I already have a loan with you. What are we talking about here, right? But there's more fees that are associated with it just so that you can borrow against the asset that you have. Well, now- with this use case, I can borrow directly against that asset and not have to involve, not have to involve financial institutions in order to do so, right? And so who gets to reap the benefit of those savings of that money being passed along? Well, I do, right? I do. I do in, in terms of lower transaction costs, in terms of being able to take out more, to borrow more uh, against it more, um, all of those things, right? So um, that's a that's um, one real world use case that's going on right now. Another um, example is, you know, um, again, we've had a lot of life events here recently um, uh, in our household. But I think about like the recent birth of, of Rome and, um, you know, going through the process every time with your kid of, all right, I got to get a Social Security card. Right. I got to sign the paperwork, got to send it off. The government's going to send it back to me. Right. And everybody knows the joke. Your mama hold on to your social security card. She keep it up in the envelope, manila folder or whatever she wants, where she wants to keep it at. This card that is literally one of the most valuable cards you can have for the rest of your life. (laughs) Right. That they hand to you when you become of age, 18, 19, say, hey, don't lose this. Your whole livelihood depends on it. But don't laminate it because if you laminate it, then it's no longer any good. Right. And so now you're having to try and keep record of this if you want to get a passport, if you want yes. if you want to file your taxes, if you want to do um, if you want to purchase a home in the future, like all of these different um, things that you have to use this for that you're just carrying around this flimsy card. Like for me, I'm carrying around this flimsy card that literally was printed in 1988. Like it got wrinkles in it. How obsolete is that that technology is that approach? When we have things like blockchain today that imagine if you got your social security card issued to you via blockchain to a crypto wallet for you, right? It was given to, to Devon for Rome, for Linux, for Geo, right? To my crypto wallet. And so now I have their individual, right? Uh, social security cards as a NFT token. The day that it was written on the blockchain in a digital format, the day that it was written to the blockchain. And then when they get of age, all I have to do is transfer it to their wallet here. It's a part of your crypto wallet. Now, now you have this. Right. And if um, you can obviously for those that are not familiar, you don't like while there's hyper transparency on the blockchain in terms of the transactions that transpire. If I wanted to hide things that were in my wallet, I can do that. I can make it so that nobody else can see. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. I can. Nobody else can see, um, you know, this specific item in my wallet. I can pick and choose. Right. Um, now, there's still a record that that transaction occurred. So there's always hyper transparency there. Right. And there will be a record of when it was minted to the blockchain and all that good stuff. But if I didn't want people to see my social security token, like I can make sure that that doesn't happen. But. Think about that. Like, 
Think about the administrative costs that are just tied up in printing social security cards, printing birth certificates, printing all of those things, reprinting them. Bro, I've, over these past like five years, I've had to have For at real? least like yeah. three or four birth certificates because I've, I've lost it. I've misplaced it. I needed it in order to get a passport, all of these things. Right. And so these are real world use cases, right, that don't just live in you know, digital art and creators and stuff like that, right? Where every person, whether you're into art or not, will benefit from this technology, right? And so those are the the, the things that we talk about and we think about when we're saying that there are a multitude of applications, right, that you can leverage this for even outside of just creating art, again, real estate, um, again, document storage, um, all of these things. Um, there's actually a project that... Um, I recently came across that their whole utility uh, utility uh, for those that are listening that may not be familiar is like what service do they provide or what benefits do you get by being a holder? Their whole utility is built around um, preservation of your existence on the blockchain. Right. So um, being able to biometrically capture things that are unique to you when you met the NFT that now that I have access to it, I can do things like record my voice, you know, um, share the things that, that I like, the things that I've accomplished the things that I'm passionate about, uh, image of myself, all of these things that will live permanently on the blockchain via this NFT. And then now I can, um, pass that token, pass that NFT on to whoever I want to pass it on to. And I, these, these, these records of me, this version of me, this digital version of me, right. Um, will live on in perpetuity because it will forever be on the blockchain. So like, um, there's use cases like that, that folks are starting to, um, explore, build out, leverage, do that I think are actually going to have a whole heap more, of um, impact on how people perceive this technology and again, help make that transition just like from the internet, from chat rooms to e-commerce and social media and all this other stuff. And now people can't live without the internet before in the early nineties, it was like, I don't really need that. Who needs a computer in your home? Right. Um, Now people can't live without it. That will get web three NFTs, those type that technology to that point where people Right now, it's, well, why do I need to have a crypto wallet? To now, it's, I can't live without one. I need to have several. I need to have a hot wallet. I need to have my cold wallet that's like off the blockchain. That's like a, a ledger that I hold somewhere else. Um, when you know um, we're bringing a new life into the world, it's, hey, pick a name and let's set up their wallet <laughs> uh, for them as well. It's going to become that commonplace. So many multiple use cases and opportunities with nfts uh, i guess you know i would i would encourage because we have folks at, at you know different generations different age ranges uh, and all, all over the world so shout out to our uncompromising entrepreneur family out there for again for rocking with us um all over the world we appreciate y'all when we talk about web three web two web one kind of the beginning, right? So that that's really what you're talking about when you're talking about the beginning of the internet and chat rooms and how people, you know, you already explained it, just the thoughts and perspectives that some had. 
Then think about Web2, which is MySpace, maybe a little bit of AOL, Facebook, Instagram, all of these different, so then the social aspect starts getting into the internet, again, via these platforms, which is really Web2. And what people thought about those when they first came out. Oh, why do I want to go on here and have these type of of communities and, and, and interact, you know, with folks online and how much these different platforms have blown up over really, you know, the last decade or so. Very much people are saying the same thing about Web3. So I guess our encouragement to you is there was two opportunities. You may have gotten left behind, depending on how old you are and what generation you are in. You may have gotten left behind when Web1 came out, when the internet first started, when Web2 came out. This is a new opportunity. We've just given you several use cases. We're going to continue to break this down and continue on this, this NFT series uh, that we've been embarking on. But this is the new digital economy y'all, when it comes to NFTs. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about you know the difference between NFTs and, NFTs and cryptocurrency. But Web3 as a whole space, the blockchain technology, but specifically what these NFTs can be used for especially for creators out there and business folks and entrepreneurs like you. Uh, so maybe you're not an entrepreneur, but you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. Well, that's what we're here for, to continue to, again, break down the X's and O's uh, of business startup to make sure that you're not able just to start a business, but scale it and keep your business long term. So hopefully you can sell it for even more money or pass it along to family and continue to build that legacy. If you're at that point where maybe you're listening because you love uh, the edutainment that we bring in, the fire that is the Uncompromising Entrepreneur Podcast, you're thinking to yourself, man, am I ready? Am I ready to become an uncompromising entrepreneur? Go to our website, uncompromisingcoaches.com. There's a quiz on there that you can take that will help you to really figure out, are you ready? Do you have what it takes to start your own business? If you have any questions, you can hit us up, info at uncompromisingcoaches.com. That is our email. If you have questions about uh, this whole topic, about Web3 NFTs, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you Put episode question in uh, in the the subject line. Again, we would love to hear from you from that perspective or just drop a comment uh, in this episode, whether you're listening to it or you're watching on uh, our YouTube channel. Uh, again, subscribe, like, we would definitely appreciate that very much. We've talked about uh, potential guests. We are working on that. I know that we've mentioned um, Bianca, also known as Chef Blue, uh, who is, uh, I'm trying to think of the term that she used the other day when I spoke to her, but she's just not, uh, definitely not just a baker. She makes desserts and wonderful works of art. She is truly a creative um, but we're actually working with her now, taking her to the, through our coaching program, but we promise you we're going to have her as a guest. Uh, we had Denard, who was one of the gentlemen that went through our alpha test during episode, excuse me, season three, uh, as we were going through and really building out our purpose to profits program. Uh, well, Denard is going to be the next guest that we have. Uh, on our first MBA episode for season four. We're sorry if that's one of the mainstays that you love about our podcast and just the fact that we haven't gotten there yet, but it's coming. Uh, 
So be on the lookout for that. We will be dropping that very, very soon. Again, Denard, one of the gentlemen that was in our alpha test group, uh, will be here. Man, he has just exploded, taking the steps, put a lot of work and just his will and determination, but also taking some of the thoughts and ideas and things that we've helped him with. He has launched uh, his his coaching business, but we'll allow him to give you all the details on that. So again, be on the lookout for that um, and stick around. We're going to continue to to go down this NFT path and his Web3 space and continue to talk about these different things to help you to learn more. Uh, again, continue to give you use cases. We want you to have all the information that you need as you add this podcast and these episodes into your 20, 30, 40 hours, whatever that is for you, of your studying and gaining knowledge about uh, this space, this Web3 space, and again, specifically NFTs. Um, rock with us. We appreciate y'all so much to our uncompromising family out there. Again, like, subscribe, and don't forget to share this with another uncompromising or another entrepreneur. And it may not be uncompromising yet, but another entrepreneur that you know will gain some value from this conversation and this content. So they as well, they too, can then become an uncompromising entrepreneur. Um, so as always, y'all, God bless. Stay encouraged. Take care, y'all.